Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 131. I am your host, I'm in the basement. It is late on a Friday night to take you behind the curtain, eh? Oh, it's Friday? It is. Huh. We're doing a late night Friday recording and we'll put this out tomorrow. Well, yeah, I had school today. You did have school today. I just remembered. I legitimately <laughs> just remembered. I know, it's been a long day. Um... And you had yesterday off. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's, but this the week just kind of got turned upside down. It did. Did you happen to notice that they canceled buses and then it turned out to be for no reason because there pretty was pretty much there was no weather. Really, That's what my friend was saying like, and it's not. It's weird that they do it in anticipation of weather. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, and you got a day off, so that was lovely for you. Mm-hmm. And I just got back from playing <laughs> full court basketball for the first time in out of nowhere. Quite a out of nowhere. You're right. Um. Guy I used to coach with has gym space and a bunch of. I think the youngest guy was 35, which I was very happy to see because I don't want to be running. <laughs> yes, to put it delicately, I don't <laughs> want to be running up and down with 20 somethings. Right. So, yeah, it was fun. I'll be paying for it tomorrow. But yeah, it just didn't work out to record tomorrow. We usually record Saturdays, but uh, your brother's basketball plus your job, right? Or. Mm-hmm causing us to come down here tonight but that's okay we've done a couple late night recordings before i think right Mm -hmm. so yeah we have before i think i think we have at least once so i don't know anything else new with you um (laughs) wow you're good at this we talked about this last week you are no okay i don't know there's not really much new with me either you it's been a you're almost done semester one of grade almost had 10. Exams. Almost had exams. And how many exams? You, you have four classes. How many of them have exams? Two. Two have exams. What's that? Math? And history. Nice. I figured. It's not terrible, I guess, but. Yeah, it's your first exam so, experience. Yeah. So that's interesting because you didn't, because of COVID, have any last year, right? Mm-hmm. So. And Fairwood didn't do that. No, your elementary school didn't do that. So you're ready for like hour and a half of writing a big test yep i'm real real pumped are you prepared getting there i haven't started studying yet getting there but haven't started interesting i I haven't haven't started studying yet oh we'll get there (laughs) not sure those two things go together well we'll we'll get there and then the way it's done around where we live right is you also have culminating some big project to i think it's kind of bull that we have both like pick one well it's because there's 70 percent is your term mark like the work you do all semester, like one, and then thirty percent. So you don't you don't really want one thing being worth thirty yes, percent. So I they, do. you do, I guess. Pick one. If you're good at it, you might. No, I just have to. Then I only have to worry about one. And if I have to worry about one a lot, that's okay. It's still only one. <laughs> You'll put all the worry into one exactly. and be fine with that. Yeah. Put all your eggs in one basket, you know. That's right. That is all. They do say that is always a good exactly. idea. Exactly. I think. See? I'm right. I think the phrase is always keep your eggs in one basket. Yeah, exactly. That's how it goes, right? I think so. So you're working on a hot chocolate over there? Yeah. Remember back in the day when we started this, it was every week it was uh, booster juice, right? Yeah. And then we started doing it, like, because that's because we did, like, We would pause before. it. Before. We used to do it before, too, I think. I think we'd stop in the middle sometimes, too. I think we started doing that after. My cause... God, I've gotten more efficient at doing this. Yeah. Let we used to you. do it, like, before, and then you were like, we'll take a pause for it. And now it's just like, I don't remember the last time we had it. Oh. To be fair, it is winter. Remember when we but... lost, what, two episodes? Because I'm dumb. Well, we're just inexperienced. Now I know and how to. And the computer dying. Yes. 
So that was <laughs> re-recording those episodes was not. You were actually better about it than I was because I was super pissed. Oh, yeah, you hated it. Oh, <laughs> so angry. But because it's so hard to like talk about something you just talked about and sound at all enthusiastic or like you're interested in talking about it again, right? Right, because you just like, you, you just did it. it, even though it's out in the abyss. And it was organic once and it's not the second time. Right. Yeah, so that was frustrating. But anyways, I digress. Um, I don't know, I suppose we should get to talking about some wrestling so I can get to bed before two o'clock would be the goal tonight. So let's see if we can hit that mark. So we'll move into our first segment where we'll get talking about some actual wrestling. Oh, before I forget, we should mention, what did we just do wrestling-wise? What did I do wrestling-wise for us today? Or you don't know? Oh, the tickets? Yeah, tickets, too. I got there. Oh, yeah, because so Impact's back at uh, Rebel. It's exactly what we had hoped for. I mean, people are probably listening to our podcast, right, from Impact? I would yeah. assume. Why wouldn't, Obviously, they, why wouldn't they be? So, yeah, we were saying because they're in Canada to do what? I don't know. This other thing, wasn't it? Weren't they in, like, was it? They weren't in Windsor, were they? I, that sounds right, because that's what I was going to say, oh, too. Let me but, see. I, I swear that But anyways, like something like that. They were somewhere in Canada, so we were saying, wouldn't it be cool if, since they're over the border already, why wouldn't they just come to Toronto? Because we've talked about it here before. And they've been here, they've been here a bunch, too, and, like before. And in 2000, what, we went to those shows? 18, and then I think we went to one the next year, but like 18's the one we always like kind of reference, right? Yeah, like so that was you, the first, yeah. fe- first couple times we went. In a really cool venue, like it looks great on TV and it's really small. So it's back there for Rebellion, right? Which is a pay-per-view. So we got uh, second row tickets today for it. Decent value, to be honest. Like I'm not mad at how much they were. The first ones I clicked on in the front mm-hmm. row I was. I can't, I can't find where the other one was. but um, Like the one that was not in. I don't know. It was somewhere. So the the front row ones were over three hundred bucks. So that would must be some kind of. I met. I bet that's like the VIP package. That's what that, I was thinking, right? That we don't. Yeah. Didn't pay for, but got to do. So, yeah. So that's kind of cool. It's a really good venue. Um, the roster's definitely not as stacked as when we were there in two thousand. Yeah, but I mean, if you see like Speedball or something, you're good. That would be amazing. Yes, if we get. Oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. And Josh Alexander, like he's awesome. So we he should get. Is and it's a pay per view. So honestly, their pay per views are a little better. Yeah, like the matches are like good, be a little more hesitant on TV. Good to very good, you know what I mean? Sometimes excellent. So there's never any major duds. So it should be fun. Should be. But anyways, back to wrestling, other wrestling, the usual wrestling stuff we talk about. And that's our first segment where we'll took at took at? Huh? I, I put take a look at and smashed it into one. We took at, yeah. We're getting okay. efficient here, yeah. right? Save it's, some... it's all about efficiency. That's <laughs> right. all. That's all it is. That's, you might not understand a word we're it's saying. All, it's literally only about efficiency. But that's all we be, care about. It like, will be efficient. It might not be done great, but it'll be done fast. You could be bordering on be could be bordering on gibberish at times. It could be bordering on unlistenable, like not even worth tuning into. But <laughs> it, you bet it'll be fast. You're already here. We got your listen. We got your download. Yeah, right? And it'll just be fast. After and that's that. all. The, that's all it is. It's all about us now. That's all, all it's gonna be. All right. So let's talk about some of the week's news and rumors. All right, let's talk ratings. Uh, this week's NXT averaged bang on 600,000 viewers. Great job getting a round number. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. 600,000. That is down 14.3%. And they got a 0.14 in the key demo, which is down 6.7. So not great numbers. Down significantly from the week before. They head-to-head with... Okay, take a guess. What are they head-to-head with every week? Football. Nope. 
about baseball. Nope. Basketball. Correct. What level? College and NBA. That's uh, too hard for you. That's a bridge too far. You could name sports, but I don't think you're naming. You, you press your luck. I don't little, think you're little much. I don't think you're naming leagues. Too when, much. Right. I went too far. Uh, Dynamite aired on Wednesday night. Why does it say Tuesday in my notes? I don't know. Tuesday night Dynamite. Things Super are... Tuesday. <laughs> uh, it Wrong, averaged sure. 969,000 viewers, <laughs> up a mere 2,000, so slightly, basically the same, and earned a 0.31 in the key demographic, down 6.2%. And that is the hot. <laughs> we love how they pick these random dates, right? Okay. Hi- this is the new game. Right. Highest audience total for Dynamite since. Go ahead, pick a random. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Actually, I th- I'm pretty sure it's the same as last week. Because, it's October 26. Right. Nice. Because it's better than it's the best rating since then. Right. It's better than last week. Of course. And, and they were up against NBA games as well. Nice. Your turn. That's the sport. Coffee. That's the sport with balls in it, right? Coffee for me. Yep. Uh, all right. Lots of sport ball. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. What's here. the big news? Um, big news. Let me think. Uh, yeah, so Finn Balor said him turning heel and leading a faction was supposed to happen three years ago. Apparently oh, yeah? that was penciled in for NXT, so that's, that's the week's big news. Did he give any details on who was supposed to be in the faction? Nah. No. But then they kind of tossed it around and wasn't... I guess didn't happen because crowds and stuff, so that's the week's big news. Yeah, for sure. Nothing else happened. Finn Balor. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to go with any big news? I can't tell. I can't read I, you I, right I can, I can do it after. After mine? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I had one where Dax Harwood says that um, Vince McMahon's returning to WWE makes things, quote, questionable for him. Um, and it was interesting. I think it was right from his podcast, right? So he talked about he still holds a grudge against Vince for, like, a specific thing that was basically, uh, it was Vince, of quote from Vince, everyone tells me you guys are the next great tag team. Everyone tells me you're the next Arn and Tully. Well, that's your problem. You are the next Arn and Tully. You're just great wrestlers. That's all. Nice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then he and then nice. he says and then this is um Dax talking like and he walks off like this son of a bitch thinks that he just hurt my feelings by saying that, but he didn't. He made my dreams come true by telling me that we're the next Arn and Tully, right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah. And then he says that um Vince basically just never liked them, and that that would make a return there a bit more questionable. So kind of obviously. good news for us, I guess, yeah. right? No, I don't want them to go anywhere, because obviously I think this is objectively better for them. Other than it's probably more money, which is good for them. Yeah, but depending I think, think AEW is more than, yeah. you know, so, yeah. g- goodness. Hopefully they stay where we'll watch them. But anyways, what do you have? Indeed. Um, yeah, so the big thing this week for Realsies was uh, ROH Tag Champ, Jay Briscoe, I think his real name's like Jamin Pugh or something. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, he passed away in a car crash. Yeah, that's sad, man. Only 38 with two young kids, right? So I think what I saw is... um No seatbelt. Well, yeah, there's that. Obviously not a smart move, not wearing a seatbelt. Kind of surprising in 2023. A guy that... Lo- well, anyways, it doesn't matter. But I think a car came across the lane. So obviously that's terrible. Um, Yeah, it's... uh quite a surprise and by all accounts like i read a ton of people's like posts and whatever like seemed to be a very well-liked guy had some issues with some unsavory social media posts but by all accounts it seems like there was growth from there and that he was pretty uh beloved in most locker rooms and stuff so a shame like obviously feel bad for his brother it and his came family out and... Absolutely, no, i saw like this it really did one post that was like 
whenever he was born in 2023 and i was like i thought nothing of it for whatever reason yeah like, didn't click in my brain yeah and then i just kept saying more and i was like oh yeah it's pretty rough because ah. uh yeah by it sounds like just a super duper family man right so that's hard yeah. and his kids both hurt really badly so hopefully they I think one of them's having back surgery back one broken broke a couple vertebrae in the back and one was in the neck or something so all serious Gross. serious stuff so hopefully they all heal and everything goes as well as possible obviously mm -hmm. so yeah that one's a bit of a downer but um <laughs> we'll go from that news i don't know there's no easy segue into it but so vince mcmahon has agreed apparently to a multi-million dollar settlement. <laughs> a good follow-up. Right? What are you going to do? Um, with rape accuser Rita Chatterton. So this one is like the original, the OG rape allegations or harassment or whatever you right, want. Right, the state's back a while. Whatever. Yes, 1986. Yeah, I this. think she was like their first female ref, I believe. Yeah, I, so three, I think that's right. And so this, this uh, settlement calls for an upfront like lump sum and then annual installments or payments as well. Wow. And I guess that's similar from what I was reading to agreements he's made throughout the years with other women. Right? And uh, that's from the Wall Street Journal reporting all that stuff. So, so we, got, we got a steady amount of them. Yeah. So yeah, that, he's back. And uh, yeah, that's what's going on with that case. So interesting, Very man. Neat. That whole that Vince is back and taking over. So I watched this show, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Succession. They have, yes. And so it's a really good show. The dad is like the whatever, like the Vince McMahon of a major media corporation, kind sure. of like this. Yeah. And it's all about his kids thinking he's bad for the, and they need to find ways to like strong arm him out. But then he's one step ahead of them and comes back. It's like very, very, very similar Little stuff. Little it's, it's very crazy how similar yeah. it is. But anyways, um, yeah, your turn. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was just looking on AW's website while we're doing this, and they got like this cool. Cause you know how like I got the Blackpool hoodie with the camo. Yeah. They got AW logo hoodie with like a black tie dye. Yeah. Nice. I didn't tell you. I saw you know the acclaimed shirt you really like that you got mm -hmm. for Christmas with the scissors in There's the a hoodie in the AW logo. No, but I know. But um, that very one is for sale at Hot Topic in the mall. So all I'm saying is they at least have some current cool aew shirts i didn't go and look at any and others but hoodies because that's that'll be timely right now like that i mean obviously shirts will serve more benefit in the summer yeah but yeah. currently currently where we live it is not warm it although is, yeah. this winter's been mild but anyway sorry i'm observing the hoodies is it your news or my news it is mine uh they confirmed cody Rhodes for the rumble yeah which I is an odd choice but i saw it was because Let's be honest, it's one of those worst kept secret kind of situations. And also, apparently, they're pleased with the other surprises they have planned. Okay. So, which I is promising because last year sucked major balls. So it's funny because you said, like, it seems like an odd choice. And I was about to suggest, but because it, it, under the old framework, right? It'd be like, yeah, but they want to get more buys and stuff and let people know. But then I'm, now I'm like, is that really a thing? Because either you have Peacock. Or the WWE network where we live still exists, right? So if you really want to be watching these, right? So yeah, because I, I, well, I think like, I saw it was because like everyone basically knows it's gonna happen, so they're just gonna kind of announce it, like get some hype, and then also because they're they're fine with the other surprises they have. So, but telling people in advance isn't gonna sell tickets, right? Or it's already gonna be a sellout. I don't know. It's all so I don't know. I get. I think it would just be if you know it's not really adding value the surprise factor for the fans would be cool right to yeah. just his music hits that number whatever but anyways i'm sure they've crunched the numbers i am and... hoping that the surprises are worthwhile because last year was 
No, it was horrible. brutal. Like what? We had. I just remember Bad being Bunny, like, "This sucked." Shane I don't remember McMahon. who. Yeah. That's Which he made eight hundred and whatever thousand dollars for, remember? And he got booted out the next night. Right. And like Brock Lesnar won for no reason. Right. Biggie did nothing. Oh yeah. Stuff like that. We did not enjoy it. That was a bad rumble, man. It was. The show, but like the rumble too. All the yeah, both. Not, it was not yeah. good. The women's rumble is better, and even then that wasn't good. Uh is it my turn? Yeah. Last one I have is I think I'm stealing it from you. Two um Popular independent promotions are pretty much gone or soon to be gone from WWE. Yeah, Network. whatever that agreement is, is kind of severing ties, so, I guess. Uh, and yeah, so the next part of that says its word is that all of their, like all the indie stuff will be gone at some point, right? I don't know what else there is. But so that's insane championship wrestling from Scotland, ICW, and Progress that we've seen right. live before in Toronto. So right? that means the WXW would still be there, right? Right, that is which one is of the one, one we just saw fighting Smash. So like that show would still be on network. Right. So we'll see if they're all going to be gone or not. Because yeah, I, you're right. That one. I'm not sure. I mean, I would assume, but me too. I, if, I don't know. It feels like they're going to get rid right. of them all. But anyways, all right, yeah. I'm tapped out. You go ahead. Um, so kind of following off the one I just said is it's not much of a surprise, but uh, Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ripley are the odds-on favorites this year. Um, which I think makes the most sense. I agree. I, I think Cody, that's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, can hope for a Rollins again, but honestly, no. that made more sense last year. Yeah, and Cody feels like it's a WrestleMania thing, right? So Yeah, uh, and, and Rhea's been pretty hot. So I agree. I think this is how you kind of fall on that. I saw something that she should also enter the men's rumble, but I think she's good enough just winning the women's And rumble. eliminating like 15 people or whatever. You set the record if right. you want, right? Like, yeah. That'd be good for her. Yeah, She's, I think that works. I'm glad that I don't like to use the word salvaged, but like it, things were looking rough for a while, right? For her, especially early Judgment Day too. Yeah, agree. And Judgment Day got kind of decent, actually. So yeah, I don't know how it decent. is now, but. And speaking of, it's weird because so the there's the number one contender tournament on SmackDown. Yeah. For the tag titles, but it's for number one contender for the SmackDown titles. Obviously. But then the Judgment Day on Raw, they're challenging for the Raw titles. <laughs> Which is weird because they're unified, right? But they're, they're gonna de-unify heard, them whenever they. Yeah, feel but like I heard it. I heard Triple H does want to do that, but like that's kind of dumb. You're just like randomly like, oh, you're gonna fight for one of the titles, even right? Like, I don't know, and I feel like the tag division doesn't like. If you look at the SmackDown tournament, you have matches like Legado del Fantasma versus Maximum Male Models is one of the matches in that tournament. Banger, right? Banger after banger, right? <laughs> but like, my thing is like. It can't sustain two titles, and I think it's evident in the women's division, too. I think For sure. having the cross-brand title is fine. I know the networks are like, oh, you gotta be your own... Shut up. Like, right. That's just... Like, they're, I think de-unifying Roman Reigns makes even less sense, because, like, I don't know, one world title's like... I don't know. I feel like if any titles are gonna stay unified, it should be the tag and women's, because... Yeah. Or, obviously, the women's aren't unified, but they should be. Like, because the world title... You can have two world titles, because the main event scenes are always gonna be, like decently filled out so two whatever but like the tag titles like i don't know and i, I feel like you just kind of need one there's right? not a ton of depth right right so it, i don't know it's just weird especially the women's division which because oh, like yeah. raw is solid but then smackdown is like and, having charlotte and sonya deville <laughs> nxt as well that right is not exactly so i don't know it's just a weird thing that i noticed they're doing yeah that is uh it's gonna happen at some point right but how yeah, they decide so... which Ones are up for grabs against who is right, which was interesting because I saw like a someone post on Instagram was like Brock was because remember at day one 
last year, Brock was supposed to face Roman, right? Yeah. But then Roman got COVID. Right. And Brock got put in the five when he won the title. Yep. Because Brock was promised the title that day. So, in theory, if Roman didn't get sick, Roman would have dropped the title that day, I feel like, right? Sounds like it. And then Rollins was supposed to win the title then. What a shame. <laughs> like, but imagine how different the year could have shaken shook out if they brocked in like maybe they wouldn't have even unified the titles so true i just saw that and i thought that was kind of interesting. one of those like alternate timeline kind of right, feels, yeah right like that's kind of interesting. in the multiverse right that's right there is a world where that is exactly what happened <laughs> rollins had the best year ever right if it were up to you if it were up to me you are a big rollins fan always have been still my boy yep him yeah. and uh moxley yeah yeah from way back yes sir but anyways, we should probably get into talking about wrestling shows and stuff, I guess, because that's kind of what we The ones we do. actually watch. The ones that we... Well, the you, one I actually watched. You were in the room for some impact. I wouldn't say you watched it. I was in the room. Right. You were second screening it, as the kids say. As they, Is that what the kids say? <laughs> I haven't heard any kids say that, personally. Well, you're the wrong vintage of kid. Okay? I'm the wrong... Okay. Maybe yeah. it's a regional thing. Uh huh. Wherever that's all the cool friend. kids are, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they're saying. That's re- really. Uh huh. Yeah. That's okay. what my sources tell me. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What are your sources? <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right. All right. Uh. Anyways, we're gonna start talking about our favorite show every week, and that is AEW Dynamite. Well, it's your turn to talk about. The follow-up episode to what? We both gave it an A last week, I think? Uh, that, sound, that sounds like something it, I would do. Because it, it was pretty awesome, right? Mm-hmm. As you hold on to a big bill figure. Yep. I'm going to do it like this the whole time. You're going to do the whole dynamite with, oh, he's got the certified G t-shirt. And what's the other one? Bada boom. Obviously. Obviously. And they're the rubber, so it's even better. Awesome. And they're, not, they're not even cloth. Because who, who likes cloth? Nobody. I don't like cloth. Not Big Bill. No, not Big Bill. He's got the weird mic, too. All right, talk about dynamite. Go ahead. I dare you. Oh, it's a dare now, is it? I guess. Uh, so we open the show with Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal for the All Atlantic title. Open challenge, I believe. No, that was the TNT title. You oh right, right, right. Buffoon. My mistake. You absolute buffoon. <laughs> so embarrassed. I'll edit that out later. God, you better. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. Sounds like something fact. I do. You have to. Um, so Dutt, Jared, and Singh are barred from interfering or else Dutt will be fired. Cool. Uh, they get seats in the crowd. Uh, Dan Housen's dressed as an usher. He checks our tickets. Uh, Trent, Bretta, and Chuck. Uh, I thought they were, like, taking the seats, but they just sat behind them. It was kind of confusing. Yeah, I, they were down the aisle or down the row, I guess, from them with beer and whatever and came, yeah, just came and sat near them. It was pointless. Kind of. Um, and Lethal's kind of distracted. He gets hit by a suicide dive from Cassidy. Uh, Lethal sends Cassidy in the ring post. Uh, Lethal looks for the elbow drop. Cassidy rolls to another quarter. Rinse repeat a couple times. You know. Orange yeah, Cassidy. and slow rolling out, right? Right. So, uh, L-O-L pisses off the heel. Yeah, carry on. Ah, I was going to save my commentary for the when you're done. Hee-hee. My thoughts. Uh, Cassidy bounces Lethal's face off the top triangle turnbuckle numerous times. Don't worry, it's not the Matt Hardy thing. Um... <laughs> And then he hits a diamond crossbody, stun dog millionaire, my favorite move. You do love that. Um, then he goes for a diving UT, lethal catches him with a lethal combination, which I, actually was kind of solid. That I was like kind it. of a cool It is. Kind of a cool counter there. Um, lethal then connects a lethal injection, Cassidy rolls out of the ring. Tee he annoys the heel again. 
Yeah, and that um, move's usually fairly protected, so... Mm-hmm. I remember the one time we did, like, that weird, like, Fireman's Carry spin, like, drop Trent, I think it was. Yeah. And, like, it was... I like that as, like, an effective setup. Yes. That was still kind of cool, because it's, like, not meant to... I don't know. That was still cool. Um, then the finish comes when often attempted interference from the heels and some involvement from Danhausen. Uh, Cassidy nails Lethal with an orange punch for the win to retain. And there's some bit after where, like, Dot keeps telling them not to interfere because then he'll get fired. Right. But I thought that was during the match. Right. So I was like, what? And Singh technically ends up shoving one of them to the ground or something. Right. Doesn't so, count. I don't know. Um, I, I thought this was all right. It was an all right start to the show. It wasn't bad, but it felt like too much. Eh, Are you and like, not enough wrestling. It's like you're not reading, enough match. It's like you're reading my notes from across Too the much table. Whatever that was, not enough match. Because I enjoy both of these guys in the ring. I think Cassidy, especially last year, has proven himself to have good matches. Absolutely, right? I love some of his matches. Right, exactly. So I would have liked more of a match here, and it should have been better. And the finish was kind of goofy too. I thought it just kind of was weird. I didn't really care for much. As I didn't care uh, much for this on the whole. I guess it wasn't bad. It was just fine. And it was just like, eh. Uh, I'm pretty much a ditto. Like, I did note that I liked because it's me. So they reminded me that these two have faced each other last year, right? And Lethal won that one because I, I just remember that we've pretty much liked every Lethal match. Like, he's just he's really solid, adaptable yeah. and good. I just don't remember what he's won or lost. But um, this, yeah, like, the match was good enough. It was fine, I guess, but like it just wasn't that great. Less of the ringside shenanigans, less of Danhausen, the slow rolling away. Like do it once; you don't have to do it three times or every corner, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, the, my problem sometimes with Cassidy and Danhausen getting involved as well is Lethal kind of looks silly a couple times here, right? Exactly. And that's not my favorite. Thing. I thought the finish was kind of like one of those examples, you know? What I mean? Yes. So, um. Lethal's really good. I don't think he's capable of a bad match, but this was not my favorite Dynamite opener for sure. And there was a way better option right after this, exactly. right? That's um, what I was thinking, yes. And it's just that Jarrett, for me, and I think I'm speaking for you, it has made that group worse. That group had oh, yeah. a niche. I care were, infinitely less. They were doing fine in their lane. And now... Honestly, like I'm even though I really don't care about or like Singh, he doesn't really do much, so... He, that's whatever. Yeah, I think I he's think this totally would be fine. best with just Dutton Lethal, but I digress. Jarrett definitely made me just not really care about this, and I think it does kind of a bit of a a negative effect on Lethal, despite like, like you still got that solid in ring work. But I, th- I still think to me, it just kind of it's a bit of a detriment. This felt like they're like low mid card comedy heel group right now, which I don't like because sometimes Sanjay's on the brink of that, right? Like being over the top. Which this and feels there funny, and then yeah, and especially when they're interacting with Danhausen too, like that just is too much of a yeah. combination of silliness for me. Know. Yeah, uh, but anyways, I don't really wasn't my favorite opener. Yeah. Um. Next we got a quick Darby Allen Kushida package because that's our main event. Um, there's just some talking heads about how it was a surprise when this was announced. Um, that Darby Allen's been on a hot streak since the title win. Um, Kushida is one of the best junior heavyweights in Japan. Has had success in the U.S. It's brought him here. Uh, and then he has a chance to win gold tonight, which is how a title match works. That is how a title works. Which um, I thought this was solid. It was just like a quick package. I guess a little bit of hype, which was fine. I appreciate that they, because I feel, and I can't think of specific examples, but I remember feeling like. They just throw people on TV and it's like, I wish they probably AR Fox would be one. I don't yeah. think they did. So I like that even though we know Kushida and whatever, but I like that they tried and said, here's some of his credentials. Here's why you should care. 
like really quickly, right? right instead they mentioned of just the IWGP title a lot. Instead of just he's on TV and you he'll look he's fun to watch, but we're not going to tell you anything about him. Mm-hmm. So I like that they yeah. tried at least. And um, one thing to note, he wasn't serious tonight. <laughs> oh right! Oh my God, I forgot that. <laughs> He's serious now, folks. Yeah, the, and then there's the weird bit when I think was that was one of the last things Velveteen Dream was involved with. Yeah, you know who's ser- doing a serious thing right now is Indy Hartwell. So she's not a heel. She's is she just, wearing jeans? She's just serious. Oh, right. <laughs> she's just serious now. Is she wearing jeans? I don't think so. So not serious no, enough. Not, no, not serious enough. She's just starting to get serious. <laughs> yeah, in the we'll in, know in two K, uh, Kushida's wearing jeans, so it's serious Kushida. All right. So should she start out with like jean shorts and then as she gets more serious, go to like, so short ones, then like Cena no, ones. No, she has to wear ripped jeans because she's a girl. I got it. So you that's her to. version. You know, like Cassidy wears ripped jeans. No, but like Orange Cassidy. Yeah. But like, I mean, like heavy ribs. You know how like girls wear like something you can see their entire knee. <laughs> right. That Something like that. Like she needs to like embrace it, you know. For sure. That's so getting serious. We're uh, digressing a lot tonight. This yeah. will, We'll see if people like this. That's kind of fun, but. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to just, like, turn away. This and is not who, efficient. God who damn was it. it that um, Ghost specific jam. Ghost Jam, if you're listening? Oh, we, I, I'll get on that We're soon. getting on the... Your uh, dire- I'll get on it. It has motivated this guy to get his... Because, my, hey, my half of the document is done. So. I've still forgotten. But I, we'll get around to it. The worst stuff I'm talking it, about. Yes. It's coming. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, next week, Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Um, hot off the trios, Escalera de la Muerte. Right. Last week. And just an amazing best of seven series, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, one that we will always remember. You yep. know what I mean? Even me, mm-hmm. who remembers nothing. And um, they are quick to point out Bucks' first tag match since, l- I believe, losing the tag titles at Fighter Fest last year. Yeah. Which I kind of forgot they held them. Suspended for a long time, and then trios. And trios. Well, even before they were suspended, they were involved in the trios tournament the whole time. Yeah. Like the inaugural, right? Yeah. So, e- even that. Um, but which this that was, remember when they want, beat Jurassic Express in the ladder match at Road Rage, which was solid. Ironic ladder match. <laughs> um, and then they lost it to Swerve and Lee, who don't have a tag team name, in that three-way with uh, Team Taz. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Which was pretty sweet, too. Team Taz. Yeah, it was, actually. I remember that being fun. Mm-hmm. Team Taz was a thing. Hmm. It was. They were in a couple tag title matches before they split. Is that right? Yeah. I believe I think you. they were in another one, too, with when Jurassic Express were champs. Right. I think also with Swerve and Lee, who shall remain nameless. Um, so some of the notables, there's some nice tag combo offense in the corner from Top Flight. Not, like, can't really note it, but, like, it's some nice, fast-paced stuff. Definitely. It's pretty entertaining. This would not be fun to take notes for. <laughs> Uh, it does beat taking notes for trios matches. It does not by a ton though. This not was, by a ton. This no. was a bit of a sprint. Um, there's a running corner knee. Then oh yeah, Nick does like the running corner knee Domingue forearm kind of little, uh, blast there, and then he does the b- running bulldog, but with Matt hitting a drop kick to the head. Yeah. Instead of the, I don't the think that was perfectly executed. No, but, but the it, idea. I don't think cool. it is often, but I do like it in yeah. theory. Yeah, me too. And it's never executed like super poorly. Nope. Uh, then the Bucks hit the risky business for two, which is like what the standing moons on the splash. Or I, the I think that was the first time I went, oh, that's risky business. Cause well, I, that was because when you were like, that you did that for the trivia the one time where it was yes. like named the, right. the oh, Bucks yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like describe the Bucks move. Yeah. Yeah, you gave me like the name and then call back. You had to tell me what it call was. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, standing smash, fly to Matt from Darius, then Lope, suicide dive for Nick. Um, later on, Dante gets out of the Meltzer driver attempt. Top flight hit a small string of offense to Matt, and on Dante also hit a moonsault to Nick on the outside. And then they hit um him with 
Then they hit Matt with a powerbomb nosedive combo for a near fall, which is pretty cool. Nick broke the pin at two. Remember? Oh, yes. That uh, was nice. Double springboard moonsault. Yes. Powerbomb nosedive. Yes. Looks aw- nosedive. That looks awesome. That was pretty cool, yeah. yeah. That's the, I would put that as their finisher. Yeah, it should be. You shouldn't get up from that, probably. Right, and then, well, and then, like, it kind of incorporates the move Dante already uses, right? That's right. And makes it better. Yeah. So I think that works. Yeah, that was pretty pretty awesome. Right. Uh, Slingshot X-Factor to Darius, and uh, Nick flips to the apron, does the moonsault off the apron to Dante, then Slingshot destroys the ring to Darius for two by Nick, so kind of a string little stuff there. For Just sure. Just pretty nice. Uh, Doomsday <laughs> device uh, by the Bucks for two, but uh, Dante breaks the pin because Briscoes. Because Briscoes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because Briscoes. Yeah. They were wearing the armbands, too. They were. There's a bunch of people wearing the, like, the J armband. Like Brody or Eddie. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, the finish comes in Bucks, miss a BT trigger, and then Darius rolls up Matt for the win. What? Yeah, I was not expecting that. I think I had already started what? like taking notes on the... <laughs> on the <laughs> assuming, right, they would win. But yeah. uh, I thought this was a pretty awesome TV tag match and should have been the opener, right? This is the one that... Oh, yeah. This is the perfect kind of opening thing I personally like anyways. And it was only 12 minutes, so it was pretty much a sprint, right? But like so many super athletic things, so many cool double team maneuvers, right? The, a lot the, of really fast and uh, entertaining sequences, like a lot of just like stuff where you just kind of got to watch it. Yeah, it was uh, like the Bucks do what they always do, right? Top Flight looked great in this and like they picked up a huge win, right? That's a feather Clean in their whistle. cap. Um and so I thought it was a nice bit of commentary because as soon as it's done, Excalibur sort of immediately points out like, oh, the best of seven series took a lot out of the Bucks, right? So they're not at 100%. So sort of like... I thought it was a pretty nice return to form for the Bucks too because they, yeah. they haven't had a tag match in a long time. So yeah. it's a nice comeback despite the loss. Yeah, but uh, great win for Top Flight. They looked awesome. This match was super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super fun match. Um, Why wasn't this the opener? Like, it's a perfect opener. Doesn't make sense. I know. Uh, had a really nice pace to it. The action it was far more enjoyable. Some really nice sequences in here. Surprise result. Top Flight get a big win here, like you said, and clean. Even commentary right. point out this is the Bucks' first tag match since like July last year, and it this was a loss. So that's pretty good for Top Flight, like beating the Bucks in their tag comeback. That's exactly. pretty nice. And everyone looked pretty good in this too. I think everyone got a decent amount of time in there. I would say it was very enjoyable, much better than than the opener that we got. Way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we hear from the guns, which was supposed to be the acclaimed, but it's the guns. Not as funny. Not quite. No, they. I mean, they had one segment we really liked in the last <laughs> couple of weeks, but. Yeah, it was that, no, that was last week. Oh, last week, yeah. That was funny. It was like a while ago. It was. Well, because I also watched them on Rampage in a segment that wasn't funny. That's true. It was lame. Um, they claimed they made the acclaimed. They claimed they made the acclaimed popular that's not a good sentence it's tough they claimed they made the acclaimed popular and gave them their dad uh billy gun so nailed it nailed it first try that's it uh then the acclaimed come out on their butt through the rap and uh and then austin's like uh shut shouting and to cut it off that kind of made me laugh actually <laughs> yeah that was just amazing. yelling over the rap like just i'll be louder than you that made me laugh I'm louder, I win. Yeah. You know? Um. Then Caster tells him to shut up, and it does the rap anyways. Um. Then they go into the ring to fight the guns, and then Billy kind of breaks up the fight and says that next week they'll sit down, and hash it out. Um. And he had two words for them: family therapy. 
Um, I thought yeah. this was fine. I thought it was kind of odd. I thought it was really short. Didn't really accomplish much other than a segment next week. We already got this feud. And th- kinda... This facilitated the the acclaimed face turns. Which right? Do we really need this again with the titles involved? Like this feels below the titles. Like no offense to the guns, but again, like I know FTR taking a break, but how did they get to the titles before FTR? I agree. And I, I thought the rap was subpar this week. Like not one that the guns was really were like notable. little amusing bits, but it still like feels kind of. Eh. I didn't think Billy Gunn was very good here, and no, th- he sounded kind of off to me. And again, it didn't make a ton of sense. Like suddenly. Billy has a problem with all of this situation, which is like, well, and we it's like this. we did this, yeah, we did this like a bunch. And he has the power to just call a meeting and or a therapy session or whatever it is. And I also thought the way he ragdolled Max Caster did or didn't look great because he like pulled him off of one of the guns and it was like he was lifting a small child. I don't think that did Caster any favors, but um, disappointing because we actually liked the gun segment, right? So I didn't really care for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it it didn't really feel like anything worthwhile, and I don't really know what to expect next week. Cause I, I like, what's the point? I don't know. I'm not looking Billy forward Gunn to Billy Gunn turns heel. I'm not oh. looking forward to whatever comes oh. next. Um, next we get Hangman interview with Renee. Uh, so he spoke about his win over Moxley, saying that he got something by beating Moxley. Say so like he got his word back or whatever. If even if it's not the world title, um, Renee said Moxley believes that they uh kind of push each other. And uh, Paige uh, talked about knocking Moxley out last week. Um, Renee asked Hangman uh, where he needed to go from here. He says he needs to mend some fences and didn't want to get too specific. Um, and then he kind of asked how Mox was after. And then Renee says he's been hurt with something for like the 10 years she's known him. But he'll dust him, himself on, off and be okay. And then Paige was going to ask for something else. But then was like, never mind. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think like... Again, like they have Mox's wife interviewing Mox's rival, which like seems that. a bit weird, but I kind of liked it though. I like that this time she also used like a private comment between her and Mox, um, that Mox hates and cherishes Hangman. That was the line, I think, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I just like the relationship between Hangman and Mox, right? It's complicated, right? And each guy, I think, is doing a good job of sort of showing that. Yeah, and Hangman like, doing the vulnerable baby face. Yeah, again. he's just so interesting because. Like, I find his voice, not literally his voice, but, you know, like, his whatever, it's unique. He can pull off, like, sensitive and vulnerable without it being, like, getting in the way of him being a badass in the ring, right? And there aren't many... I can't think of anyone else that pulls that off that mm-hmm. well, right? Like, he's a thoughtful, tough guy. It makes him stand out, and then that is kind of why he's a star, right? Yeah, so. he's he's different. So mm-hmm. I I really like this, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, because he still kind of stood his ground, so to speak, with knocking on Mox, but then he kind of, like, was also sensitive about it. And even asking Renee about him, I thought was kind of cool. Um, but then when he, when he was talking about unfinished business and mending fences, my mind can only ever drift to one place, especially with their recent title win. What? His unfinished business, mending fences. And what, am, what does that mean? Where else would that go? I don't know. With Hangman? I guess. Yeah, you're thinking Elite? Where else could that possibly go? I guess. Okay, yeah, since he's that been there. That is the only thing I'm ever going to think of when... He says that it has to be that. Yeah. And Sounds if like they actually be. go in that direction, I mean, maybe, who knows? He's not done with Mox if they are kind of even, I guess. But um, I don't know. I'm thinking they got to do something. I think that's kind of interesting because the elite aren't really heel anymore. Yeah. So that's also intriguing to me. That's true. So do something with that. Breadcrumbs. would be interesting to me. The first breadcrumb has fallen, maybe. Mm-hmm. Breadcrumbing and again. 
Remember that time Mox got taken out and his legs were in like the hangman tarot card or whatever? Oh, yeah. And nothing happened. Yeah. Sometimes we just think it's breadcrumbs and it's nothing. <laughs> That's just them being mean. Yeah. Like, stop paying attention. Right. Uh, next we get woo, Ricky Starks versus Jake Hager. Mm-hmm. We do. Woo-woo. Yeah. He likes his hat. Can't believe it's not the main event, frankly. Mm. Just like they made a mistake with the opener, they've made a mistake by not having this the main event. Am I right? <laughs> uh-huh. I I I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch a lot. Like this is kind of boring. I I noted a couple <laughs> things. Like two point brought a table and Starks took them out. Uh, then a springboard cross by Hager. Not table doesn't come into play. Starks got the feet up on a swagger bomb. Yes, a swagger bomb. Uh, attempt and then he hit a Trinity DT for two. Uh, finish came when he took out two point trying to interfere. Then hit a spear for the win. Um, and so like I said, like I don't. I felt like I didn't really feel like paying attention this whole time. Like I kind of felt my mind drifting. Uh, cause it was fine. It just kind of felt like nothing. It was a really short match, and you knew who was winning. It didn't accomplish much to me. And then it also feels like Jericho should be Jericho's the real feud here. Yeah, they already did that. I know that was the first thing they did. So They're I doing like it backwards. That's kind of a misstep here because I don't care about this. And also, if you're gonna do something after Jericho, Hager's the one I want to see least. Put Starks against Guevara. That interesting. Garcia. Garcia. One of two point not Hager. Right. Just not Hager. He started with the final boss, and now he's working his way through the henchman, which is not how this works. We're building up to cool hands. It's funny hand. that you talked about losing focus, because my notes literally say this. This involved Jake Hager. Half of it was during a commercial, and we were talking about getting tickets for Impact, so I paid a little less attention than I usually do. Um, <laughs> when you mention the commercial, it sounds like a women's match. Because this was like six or seven minutes, and three minutes of it are commercials, so... Women's um, match? Like, yeah. That's a women's match. Yeah, they yeah. kept it short. The outcome was expected, and it was like the clever baby face outsmarts the bumbling heels and then quickly escapes. Like, pretty standard stuff. Um, yeah. But it feels like just, like, filler to get Starks and Jass on TV since they all always are right now. And it's like, oh, we better get them in there. So this is what you got. Mm-hmm. It was whatever. Didn't really feel Could have like done without much. it. Yeah. Uh, there's a quick Adam Cole package recap last week. It says he'll run AEW and run over anyone in his way. Um, it was solid. Here's hoping he's back next week. This wasn't. This was like just a little bit. Yeah, just a quick reminder. He's here after like an awesome promo last week. I thought, right? So, yep, it did its job. I guess he should turn heel. Not Kick yet. Everybody in the balls. Not yet. Kick Sting in the balls. Mm-hmm. Kick Jeff Jarrett in the balls. He can be the legend killer. Two point oh. Kick Billy Gunn in the ass. Yeah. See what I did there? I did. Uh, next we get a jazz interview. See if rhymes. Um, and so Jericho says Starks has been trash talking them, mocking them, beating them. Uh, so next week he asks for a tag match with him and Guevara versus Starks and Andretti. Whoop whoop. Uh, I guess that at least Jericho's in there, so it works. Uh, Garcia says he already has a match with Andretti on Rampage. He wants his hands on Starks. Whoa. Uh, and wants to be Jericho's partner next week. Um, Guevara says he trained Garcia for this, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and uh, if he beats Andretti on Rampage, he can take Guevara's place next week. I like how he kind of changed it to be like, if he beats him. Yeah. Right? Because like, yeah, cause that's not nice. <laughs> it's not nice. Um, does this, like, sometimes they feel like Scooby-Doo villains for me. Kind like, of. they get a bit like, and it's not my favorite. The Hager match and this promo kind of felt like that. Like, they're the bumbling 
heels that we're kind of laughing at. And I don't know. Um, I guess it's better than the average setup for a Rampage match. Like, they're trying a little harder, but yeah. whatever. There's a and lot of stuff it, on the I show the that I'm just like... I guess the Rampage match leads into Dynamite, at least. Like, yeah. There's some stuff on the show that I'm just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Yep, that's that's fine. that. That's how I sum it up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But then p- things pick up right after that. So Yeah, so, like, I thought this was fine. I guess I agree. Like, it's a solid match for next week. I'd rather see Guevara next week, but I don't really care a ton. Like, Guevara, Garcia, whatever. I kind of anticipate Andretti winning against Garcia anyways. That just kind of seems how that would go. Yeah, feels like it. Which, I mean, kind of sucks for Garcia. Like, I really think they made a mistake not putting him in Blackpool. Me too. Like, that just seemed infinitely more interesting. It just is a better fit for him. Exactly. Like, I I actually liked him a lot in that saga. Now I kind of am back to not caring about him. Yeah. Like, I, I I enjoyed him. Yeah, then. we were and into just, him at that point. Yeah, That's when we're sto- like, okay, he maybe. stopped being an idiot in his promos. Maybe but this kid does have. Now I just don't care. And the whole thing with Guevara is just like, eh. I think. Did we talk about this? I, I think he was at that Smash versus Progress show. I know that we I've watched seen, a while. I, th- I thought we watched a while ago. I th- I know I've. I been... remember seeing Red Death. Right. Yes. Somewhere. Before he came to AEW. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way before. I think you're significant... right, because when else would we have seen him? I think we did, and we just had no clue who he was. It and sounds he was just like a skinny too. kid, right? So, like, I don't know if you could I think we that, saw but... Red Death somewhere. I can look it up, because you're doing stuff. Smashers of Progress 2019. Uh, when that... August... Okay, I got it. August 7th, 2019, Midtown Event Theater in Toronto. That's right. Um, okay, all right. Psycho Mike, Trent Seven, sounds familiar. Pillars... Yep. Uh, Brent Banks and Tyson Dukes defeat Aussie Open. Jordan Grace? No. Huh? No. That's Walter not. and Kevin Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Tarek, uh, Jordan Devlin, Tony Storm, Jody Threat, Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Who did he face? Uh, him, Halal Beefcake, and John Greed. Smash. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, was Chris Brooks, David Starr, Paul Robinson, which is the guy who was flipping everyone off. <laughs> you liked him. And, uh, Travis Banks. Because wasn't he giving you the finger, lesson. like, right in your face? Yeah. yeah. When yeah, you were like Garcia a, was on there. A young nice. child. Nice. Look yeah, at me nice. remembering things. Yeah, that's red, it red for the that, year, folks. That, that, that. <laughs> got it out of the way early. We, we got our deep pull for the year. Got it out of the way early in 2023. Yeah. That is it. Wait, was it like Jordan Grace? Jordan Grace? No way. It's the red death. It was I remember. Jordan Grace. She wasn't there. I think she like that kind of sounds right now. Does I it? Don't, yeah, it I don't. Must be. She had the progress title, which is weird. That, I guess was, the, that was my favorite indie show ever, man. Yeah, that that cool. day, Jordan, we did, I still have my picture of Jordan Devlin. We Sorry, did JD shows. McDonough. Because OWE Stupid was fun, too. Yeah, that was right before, right? Yeah, we were like, hey, let's get tickets Speedball. to the show right after. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That's funny. Good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get uh, Brian Danielson versus Bandito. Kind of a dream match for me. I love Bandito, and like Danielson's, Danielson's the best, right? I see some similarities in the way they're being treated, Bandito and Takeshita, right? Like, show up. Have a great match, but don't win. Yeah, but Takesh is the one we're getting a push. Hopefully, yeah. Not Bandito. Nah. I don't even know what he looks like. Got room for both. No, Takesh. So anyways, very he much looking forward to a this. push, because he's got a promo later. That's true. Um, So we get some holes and counters. When's the last time I typed that? Uh, Stalling <laughs> hip toss by Bandito, which was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, suicide dive by Bandito, then a Toby Conhero. Uh, super kick, then a spinning crossbody from the corner by Bandito. A uh, pretty crazy stalling suplex. Yeah, where it was because he had him at like a forty-five degree angle, and then, and then straight put up, him up yeah, vertical. Yeah, yeah. It was and cool. he, he was up there for a decent amount of time. 
Um, Danielson locks in the LaBelle lock, and then Bandido tries to get the ropes so then he traps the other arm, kind of like a Rings of Saturn deal. Yeah. Or Brutalizer, if, if you will, but not really. Oh, yeah, I saw, like, um... It's like what Todd Perrazzo does. It's like a Venus double... kind of. Double Fujiwara, yeah. yeah. I saw, like, uh, this video on Instagram. It was, like, uh, from a Neville promo in the Cruiserweight division. It was, like, something where he kept saying, I'll do it again. It was something about, like, getting a girl or whatever. Anyways, like, but it's... I saw, I remember, like, the way he used to talk as heel Neville was amusing. I used to think that there was no chance that he would ever That's be an interesting me think of, character. Yeah, he said that. Then, like I was like, yeah, he's cool in the ring, but man, he's not interesting. Which it was like now he's awesome. now it's like I don't know. I love Pack, but I also miss Cruiserweight Neville because that was different yes. even from Pack. Like King and of the Cruiserweights was awesome. And I was he was such a good heel, and I didn't think that was po- with the just the way he works, right? Like, and then you're like, what? But he can be a heel. He was mm-hmm. awesome as a heel. I wish he would kind of go back to being heel because I don't know. I don't know, but like. I feel like even the King of the Cruiserweights was different from Pac. Yes. Oh, it was well. a, it was. Right, an, so I love that. Yeah. That was a nice era. And plus, every match he has is awesome. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Anywho, um, then uh, let's see. Uh, so Bandito got a rope break with his foot. Um, I thought it was funny. Dancing was hitting him with like the kicks, you know, like the yes kicks, but the crowd is chaining C. Yeah, you enjoyed that. <laughs> that was pretty amusing. <laughs> the crowd's sharp, man. Yeah, that was funny. Because they were getting pretty behind Bandito. They were uh, kind of like yeah, the catch and, last week. And Danielson was leaning into heel work Smart right because he's like i see what's happening here yeah. so and that's the thing like he's like let's help this guy get over then right yeah. and i don't think everybody's like that so he's like i'll work <laughs> a little punk i'll work a little heel but anyways uh man dude hit like a gts but it's from a torture rack so that was cool kind of like flipping him over into a gts which is cool yep <laughs> gts yep lol <laughs> uh oh yeah i saw someone like comparing ftrko to cmftr that's not funny. FTRKO is funny, okay? MJFTR is funny, okay? Yep. CMFTR doesn't even make sense, all right? Right. Like, God. We'll tell you what's funny. Be okay? funny, okay? Like, yep. the letters have to match up, right. all right? It's got to flow. Yeah, it's got to fl- That doesn't make... That's not funny, okay? Doesn't like, feel, it feels forced. Warjo's dumb. Like, Jungle Hook is funny, okay? There's a, there's a difference. We're here to teach you what's okay. funny. Yeah, that that's what's funny. Okay, <laughs> saying Ocho is funny instead of eight on. It has to be every available opportunity. <laughs> every opportunity. Like I think the one match later they got up at seven and I was angry. <laughs> you were. That's right. You were so ready to say Ocho. <laughs> I was waiting for. I'm sure it was the main event. I was like, I I was ready for it. And they got they got up. They, they Darby Allen freaking got up. The, the audacity. So I would suggest that if you happen Channing to watch... Channing C instead of yes when someone's from Mexico, that's funny. If anyone happens to watch Impact Rebellion and there's any sort of count and you hear a kid yell Ocho, <laughs> you're going to know exactly... That's me. Exactly <laughs> no one else yells Ocho. You'll that's hear a okay. lone voice yelling Ocho. <laughs> you know, it's just me. Because you know why? Because that's funny. It is funny. Um. So after the Torture Act GTS, I don't know how that snowballed, but... Sorry, because right. you're tired. It's midnight right um, now. And then he goes to the 21 pucks, but Danielson flipped out, and he got a Mahi Stroll cradle for two. Uh, wrecking ball dropkick from Danielson, then a running knee from the apron. Uh, avalanche, moonsault, fall away slam from Bandino, then 21 pucks for a nice near fall. He's awesome. Which was pretty cool. And it's weird, because why does the 21 plex not bug me? Because it looks like a it move should. that should bug me. It should. But it's like I shouldn't like pumpkin pie because of the texture should bug me, but I love it. So oh, I hate pumpkin pie. Some, there's exceptions to every rule, I guess. I guess. Um, 
And then uh, later, Danson won with the Busaiko knee. Yeah, he drilled it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the match, there was a quick MJ promo on the Tron. There was. Uh, he says he sees and reads everything everyone has to say about him, that he's not deserving to be on top. He says people seem to have forgotten how he got on top. Brass knuckles, I remember. Right. Um, Which is funny, because this is what he's supposed to do, right? <laughs> like, what is this? What do the kids say? Gaslighting us? Is that yeah. the proper usage? Because I, I don't know. Is it? I I'm think not, so. I'm not too. You're convincing the people that real that the reality is not what reality is. That is that what he's doing? Yes, it's I think very, right. Not very good because I think he's implying that I'm like a technical beast and you forgot that and I'm amazing wrestler, which you as you said he won with brass knuckles, <laughs> right? So, yeah. um, he said after all the moments he's given the people, fickle is an understatement. Fickle, using a Danielson word mm-hmm. again. Uh, he says, the further Danson goes on this journey, the more his mask will slip off. And he doesn't want that. Nobody does. Yeah, that's how you get COVID. Uh, <laughs> and Danielson may think he's a dragon, but even the dragon is no match for the monster behind the mask. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Devil. Uh, the match built for me the way a lot of my favorite matches do. Because we start to go like, oh, these guys are working holds and counters for quite a while. This is probably getting some time, right? So, um, and then it works its way up to like, impactful stuff signature yeah. moves right so i thought another yeah you're saying like call the holds and counters it's kind of like they're getting time for that right? yeah because they're they're not gonna if this these guys are only getting seven or eight minutes they're you're not, not gonna waste three it, of on, it like, you're gonna kind of get into it right. right um awesome tv match i thought um and i don't know if it's says cheap shot but i feel like this is the type of stuff i'm not gonna see on wwe right mm-hmm. um bandito style and i forget do you remember excalibur said what it was his like his style and it's basically like it's awesome it's lucha plus submissions plus freakish power right kind and of a weird mix but it's really cool i forget what he called it but anyways awesome this match delivered for me and like i said bandito seems like Takeshita a bit right like have really good matches with super mega stars for now but don't win so that could change obviously so i hope both of them do start getting some wins i what about throwing them together with a mouthpiece not as a tag team necessarily, but like Ooh, a stable and Takeshita. <laughs> You're somebody who's new looking for talent. Like it'd be cool if Stokely wasn't busy, International right? International Combat Club. Because Callus has been scouting Takeshita. Is, but that seems like has a weird... he actually or I thought that's the story coming. I I, I no, I think he has been. Like a real on thing? internet. I thought that was on the, the internets, possibly. That's lame. I'm not sure, but Yeah, but hopefully and then, yeah, That seems like could. a weird fit to me, but Mm-hmm. I mean, Callus is a good mouthpiece if people need a mouthpiece. Yeah, but then, I don't, like, Takeshita kind of has to be a face, and Callus is like, Agreed. you're never going to cheer him, like, ever. It's hard to. That's just, no, never. Oh, um, four days ago, uh, Don Callus scouting of Takeshita uh, makes an offer to Takeshita. So, when? huh? When? I don't know, I'm just Was reading that on Dark? I think it was probably on the internet, yes. But anyways, carry on. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So, oh, did I just? Oh, I thought I closed my thing. I accidentally clicked the. Cause I have my tabs grouped. So I thought I closed it. Why isn't it? I? Okay, oh, it's on Fightful. What does it say here? That's good. My doc's not responding yet. But now this isn't responding. We might be having internet issues. Oh God. Uh, it says my connection's still good. It, the computer does this sometimes. Okay, and then uh, so I can not talk good listening. There we go. I'll, I'll talk about the MJF promo then. Okay. Um, I like. I think it's kind of funny because he's trying to make it sound like he can hang with Danielson for an hour, right? Which leads me to believe 
he's going to do something cheap shenanigans, right? Which he should, because he's MJF, and that's the way things should go. But I just think, like, it's kind of... He needs to be cheap and dastardly, right? So this whole, like, I'm a technical wizard and I can hang and haven't you seen me, like, that can't be where it's really going, right? Because right. he... We don't need... Whoa, whoa, whoa. He won a, a match with a headlock. How dare you? And I'm not saying he's he's not talented in the ring, but his character doesn't need to be earning our respect with going toe-to-toe for an hour with Danielson. That doesn't make sense to I me. I mean, they, I think they will go an hour, but... Yeah, but like... Not... He'll, he'll engage in multiple shenanigans along the way because that's what he does. I assume. It's not going to be like mm-hmm. all technical stuff, but anyways, sorry. Yeah, Carry I was on. reading on a list, a, like a list of like things you notice, like if you watch Raw in 2004. Apparently, Benoit and Triple H had an hour long on Raw. Oh yeah, that's cool. rings a bell. And Lesnar and Angle, which I forgot about on SmackDown, which was 2003, which I know about, but like I forgot about that one we were talking about hour longs. Anyways, this was pretty sweet as expected. Bandio's got that unique style, which was really entertaining. A lot of holds and submissions, so I think it clashes well with Danielson, uh, really well. Uh, they're similar size, so Bandia looks normal here. Sounds like he's like lifting Jericho around him, whatever. I was telling you that's what he looked like in Ring of Honor. Like I never realized he wasn't that big until right, it like comes if he's to... up against like Roosh or whatever, right? Right. Um, the crowd really got behind him throughout this, which is really cool. And Danielson kind of worked a little more here, like you said, which kind of benefits him. Uh, the chaining C instead of yes, which which was, was pretty amusing. Uh, sequence with the Avalanche Sam the twenty one plex really got the crowd going. I thought that was really a uh, nice near fall. Um, so far, the storyline is yielding great results with Takeshita and Bandia being the first couple. Hopefully, they can keep this up. It'll be a fun ride. Um, and given our next opponent, I think that'll work, too. Yeah, it's like the trials of Danielson, and it's just a great match for us every week. It's awesome. It's like a new best of seven. Yeah. So he has to win every time. So Yeah. And that's, and that's I always say, like, that's a compliment, too. I know he's winning, and the matches are still super fun, and mm-hmm. Cage and Danielson should I, be good, I too. Saw, like, I was saying, like, he should wrestle on Rampage too if he really wants to like get that like just wrestle on both and kill two a week. Yeah. Like if get you're there really faster. that if you're really that smart. Yeah. Um or then if you lose one, you just make up the loss on Rampage. Yeah. True. Boom. Uh next we get Soraya, Tony, and Sheeta promo. Um so Ra- Soraya and Storm are complaining about the originals don't like them being around or stuff like that. Uh they're not happy about Sheeta uh from last week. Um, Tony's got a match next, and Soraya told Sheeta to stay in the back. So they're turning? Like, I have no clue what's happening. I'm very confused. At least if they turn, then we're meant to dislike Soraya. <laughs> it's, That's it's my like main takeaway. We do share a brain, because mine is an, immediately, this confused me greatly. I right? don't get it. So like, after feeling confident last year, week about Sheeta turning heel, right? It looked like she slid it right in between sure, two heels. Sure, that, that works. And she's angry because she was disrespected by Soraya with her sitting right there. That made sense. And I was starting to really look yeah. forward to heel Sheeta, too. And then this is like Soraya feels like for sure in this moment. And I, I mean, we already obviously know. But like in the moment, Soraya for sure feels heelish and storm is seems to be leaning that way too so but like why my question is did aew notice that saraya is not getting the reaction they like just got off the feud with baker and like it doesn't make sense to me though but i think they just and aew is good at making these adjustments they thought bringing her in as like a legend was going to be something and it's not something i don't think we don't think but i think this kind of kills storm too because storms are pretty strong face i that's why i don't know if they both need to go but i guess where do you go right at the end of the day 
this segment create enough confusion that I, I did want to see what was going to happen next? I so does that mean I'm it was confused? I know, but then I'm like, how are they going to explain their way out of this? I don't care. But I'm I just, just feel like it's a... Because remember we said right from the get-go, none of Soraya's promo sounded babyface. It was all like, I'm so amazing. I'm so great. Like, this is not... It wasn't working, so maybe they noticed. I, I hope know. so, but even still, I'm just lost. I know, me too. It gets clearer, I guess, mm-hmm. as we go, but at Do- that does point... It? I don't know. At that point, it was very it confusing. Does. Um, next we got Brian Cage and Prince Nana interview. Uh, Cage versus Danson next week. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, MJF interrupts says Cage is what he needs, and he has money potentially for him, so he's got like an envelope. And he says, "Win or lose, he needs Cage to break his, uh Danson's arm." Then he slaps Cage and tells him to use the hate next week. Uh, Cage lets him go because of the money. And he hands it off to Nana. Um, I thought it was a solid bit, maybe an in-ring story next week with the arm, and then also Cage versus Danson. Noise. You know why it's funny. You know why MJF's a good heel? Because he just did the whole, like, I can hang, I can hang, I can hang. Hey, big muscly dude, please, I can't hang. Please take a bunch of money <laughs> take and him take out. him out. Right? So that's good stuff to me. That's, uh, right? That's what he should be doing. So I really quite enjoyed this little mm-hmm. bit. Next, we get Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. Yep. Uh, there's a hip attack from Storm sending Willow to the outside. Spinebuster from Willow for two. Uh, Willow misses a cannonball in the corner. Storm hits a hip attack in the corner. And D'Artagnan DT for two. Uh, later on, a cannonball by Willow for two. Uh, then finish comes in. Saray distracts Willow for a second. Then Tony Storm rolls her up with a handful of trunks for the win. Then they beat up Willow until Ruby Soho makes a save. What? It's NWO vibes, man. They're the new people coming in, taking on the originals. But they're all elite, so we know they're signed. Yeah. Uh, and Saray's not cool. Uh, amazing hip attack ridiculous it looked like like she was getting whiplash for sure i i actually was enjoying the match the match was fine it was pretty short just felt kind of inconsequential and a sudden cheap finish right it felt more about whatever weird angles here and for me like i still don't really get what this turn is about it feels super random kind of odd to me regardless of what the reception of soraya has been it feels really odd to me like they're just feuding with britain hater the top heels of the division in my opinion so to turn now is kind of odd, and so far it doesn't make sense to me because she just seems like the more logical turn at that. Yes, I like, thought so, and I kind of was looking forward to it. Right, and so far this doesn't make sense to me, but I guess it remains to be seen, and it's not even like, I'm not even sure if I'm interested yet. I'm just really confused. Could I they? I just want to not be confused. Could they double turn? You could get turn hater and Brit face almost. Almost. Hater, I feel like, would be easy. I don't know, because I don't know what's going on either. I thought Willow looked pretty good here. Storm looked aggressive, but then it was just sort of over out of nowhere. Are they going to feud with Soho and Willow now? The good news is, and I think you're in the same boat, there's probably no doubt I'll like Soraya better as a heel. Because she's so unlikable for me. We'll see. So we may as well. Maybe maybe I just won't like it. (laughs) Especially the way she's been presented so far. It wasn't working, right? So I don't know. Willow was someone else I'd like to see gain some momentum as WWE would say. Yeah. But anyways. Well she ha- lost, so she can't. That was our women's match. Tony Storm has momentum. Right. <laughs> All of it. Uh next we get a Ethan Page promo package. Hathor says they aren't done with Jungle Boy and the tag match lost last week was embarrassing. And Page says that's where he comes in. It's payback on Rampage. I thought it was a solid little bit here. It feels like Page has slipped down a bit. I agree. But I guess this is something. Like it's Jungle Boy is decent on the card. Yeah, so for like, sure. It's like just car- on in Rampage. card placement, so 
Yeah, that's the only thing. Probably so a good match. Yeah, Page I, has kind of slipped out of it, which is a bit of a shame. Both of these guys are great talkers, so I was fine with this. Yeah, um, yeah and I my thoughts were the same. I just hope that Page can hang on to the profile he's gotten lately, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we got quick Takeshita interview. Nice. Yep. Any Takeshita's good, Takeshita. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said he loves rest, or he loved wrestling Danielson last week, and that's his idol. He says he'll have he has his back, um, because MJF's a snake. Uh, he spoke in Japanese. Renee asked him what he meant. He said, uh, MJF is an a-hole. Um, I thought it was all right. Obviously, he doesn't sound the best, but getting him time will help. And he was all right nonetheless, I think, like for however comfortable he yep. is. And he also did speak a bit Japanese, which I think is like at least keeping him somewhat comfortable with that, I think, is good, too. Yeah, like maybe he could still use a mouthpiece, but let it's him still speak. start. Yeah, um, I would, so I would... I'm, I'm just appreciating that like, we got anything from here because he didn't wrestle. But like, exactly. Because so far, he's been only on the show in a wrestling capacity. So this this off the back of last week was yeah nice. he got to speak twice now right, right. so uh, that yeah good for him mm-hmm. any Takeshita in our week is good at mm-hmm. this point Absolutely. he's just so fresh and interesting like any matchup anytime whatever yep. let's mm-hmm. go um then speaking of Japanese uh we come to our main event which is Kushida not serious versus Darby Allen very serious for the TNT championship mm-hmm. Darby Allen's face paint is like the same that he's so now he's got like a new style it's less skull like Right, you like. He's it. got like that really big coat thing, you know. Yes, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like next time he's gonna have a figure. They're gonna make that. It's gonna be this big ugly rubber thing. Probably every time they make a coat for the AW one thing, it's freaking rubber. Ugh, they're so bad. Cause it's just like they're just like their arms are just stuck and like you know just like kind of out like. Yep. Just like it's so bad, man. Like that's why I'm like I'm kind of happy with that Seth Rollins, like the one that I got for Christmas. Like it's not perfect, but they did kind of try to make the arms poseable in the rubber jacket, which I kind of appreciate because then you, because on the rubber ones you can get like the sculpting, right? Yeah, that's the only thing with like the the cloth goods ones, as they call them, are better because obviously like cloth goods, right? You can pose them or whatever. Like the cloth bads, am I right? Sure. (laughs) Sure. No, no good. Mm Gold. Um, like this, the Seth Rollins that I really want. It's got like the cloth uh jacket that's... on. He's got like it's got like faux fur on like the head on like the collar and like so that's nice. But like in, none of the details are sculpted. But like that's the only benefit of the rubber ones. But then like you're like I remember that Finn Balor lead I got. Like he's just stuck there and it's like <laughs> a it's a pain in the ass to get him out. B once you get him out, you're never gonna want to use it again. Never. Like the one Finn Balor I got the cloth jacket. Hell yeah. When you were a young boy, you had to get me to take the. Oh, because they're so they're so bad. They are bad. That's why I don't. I, the only time the rubber ones are solid is like the Cody Rhodes I got. He's got like the big rubber coat, but it's the one with the interchangeable arms, so you can have the posable arms. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only benefit. Like when it's Ultimate or Supreme, because like, anyways, <laughs> rubber jacket bad. Yep. They make the Darby Allen like Darby Allen. So his figures, other than the the Sting one I got, like they've come with the big rubber jackets and like just. You expect me to use that? Nope. Nah. You just have a we just have a bin full of rubber jackets. I got a lot. I know. I don't. I don't use them. I, I know. use the cloth ones and like cloth well, goods. If it's a rubber vest, sure, because the arms are still like it's the arms are still poseable, right? That's that's a whole nother thing. Right. If it's a jacket, forget about it. It's over. It's over. Um, notables. <laughs> there's some. <laughs> there's a bit of holds encounters early on again. Um. Kushida does like the hip toss, cartwheel, basement drop kick, uh, palm strike, code red from Darby for two, 
Uh, Darby hits a cannonball to the outside from the top. He intended to hit Kushida, but uh, he got out of the way, and Darby took out the two LA Dojo guys there. Yeah. It was one guy, I forget his I've name. I've seen them both on New and Japan Strong. DKC, DKC who I who, like. He dropped a hook on yeah. Rampage, I think, yeah. once. He's a small guy, but he's cool. Mm-hmm. Martial yeah. arts dude, I think. And then Kushida took advantage. Uh, Pele kick from Kushida, then he goes for a handspring back elbow. Darby catches him, hits a scorpion death drop. Homage. Wow, that, that's where they were both down, and then they got up at seven. That's right, and you not, were disappointed. Not, not cool. Not cool. Um, Darby goes for a diving dropkick to the outside, which is an odd move, because um, you'll take a big hit, too. But Kushida catches him, locks in an armbar on the floor. Um, oh, yeah, was that where the camera was super zoomed? Maybe. We almost, I think. There was something outside that was like that. Uh, the finish comes when Darby counters the hoverboard lock attempt, pins Kushida with the last supper, and picks up the win. Yeah, um... Another standard Darby Allen match, right? He gets dominated for most of it and then makes his opponent look good and then shows resilience and wins. And he's got a that's his one of his finishers, right? Is the Last Supper. And he's got, yeah, or it's like, I don't know if it's a finisher, but it's like uh, one of his, I, I guess it does finish, but like, I don't know. It's like, it's just a roll off, right? It's right. A... So good match, but like you and I, I think we've never really been as high on Kushida as a lot of people are. Like, he's technically solid, right? But that's about it for me. Like, I don't see any character or charisma or anything. We kind of came around on him towards the we latter did. days. It was like, I think it was starting after the Johnny Gargano match. Yeah, in ben ring, I don't have a lot of issues, but it's just like, there's, I yeah. don't see anything else there. I but. thought he, he's, like, it was a solid main event, if not, or it was a solid match, if not super main event feeling, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, But solid nonetheless. The benefit with Darby as uh, the workhorse maker champ is that he'll have a lot of matches and he'll make everyone look good because he takes so much offense. Yep. I think Kushida does benefit from that a decent amount, but I thought he's looked better for the most part in NXT. Like I thought he always looked better then. I agree. Um, but he looked pretty good here, and thanks to Darby, you got a solid amount in, so you got a decent amount of time to shine. Um, I liked a couple of the other matches better. This was a solid end to the show, I guess. Yeah, it was entertaining. It's not like I didn't like it, but yeah, it was, right. it was, uh, it was a good main yeah. event, but not amazing. Mm-hmm. Overall, I thought another good show this week, not to the standard of last week, but that was a an amazing week, but two matches that I thought were pretty awesome, right? And Danielson Bandito, and honestly, that Bucks top flight match was awesome. Yeah, that was that was um, awesome. So a good main event, solid women's match, like it was, and then a Hangman's interview I really liked, and the Soraya Storm stuff is weird, right? I don't know how I, I don't feel know about sure. that. Yeah, but... I don't. It's just kind of there because I'm just I don't I don't know. So some really strong in ring generally, a bit of a disappointing opener. Nothing amazing segment-wise, right, other than Hangman for me. It felt like a B-plus. Like, I still like the show, and a couple of the matches I really liked. So, a B-plus. Good show, not up to the level of last week, but still better than anything else we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I thought I closed. Uh, okay, never mind. I'm good. Um, so, yeah, it was a solid show. Like, I think the opener was eh. And then... Not for us, I think, is safe to say. Yeah, Some people um, probably Stark's Hager was short, but oh, not my, great. I, I forgot that. The women's that. match was eh. And then... Uh, Dance and Bandito was fantastic, and the tag match was fantastic as well, and the main event was solid. Yeah. So the thing interaction generally was kind of a mixed bag. Yes, but it was. Mo- mostly good. Um, like segments, I think yes, the Hangman one was one of the best ones. Um, like the guns was weird. Jazz was weird. Um, MJF cut a solid promo, but that was pretty short. Um, Soraya the, was the weird. The women's stuff was weird. Like I don't, I'm still not sure how to feel about that. Um, and then not much else. So I think like it was generally a pretty solid show. So I think a B plus is fair, but like 
I don't know. Some of the stuff was weird. I would recommend a couple of the matches, and that's it. Yep. What did you give it? Sorry. Uh, I'd go B plus two. Yeah, I was close to a B as you because you reminded me. I forgot about Hager. I'm like, ooh, I almost want to take Marks off for that, but <laughs> I'm on the record for B plus. It's so pretty short. We'll keep it. Um, all right, so let's move into some trivia, where I have something ready for you in a segment we call "Off the Top of His Head." All right, so this week, um, this might be hard because it's late and I'm tired and not very smart sometimes. So I'm going to take, it's a Wait, list. Wh- when did we start talking about me? On the Sportster. Uh-huh. And so familiar. it is 10, Yes. 10, what was it called? Uh, 10 top betrayals, right? So I'm going to take their description and on the fly here, try and turn it into hints. So that might be hard because I have to not give you anything super obvious, right? So you got that? Royal Rumble betrayals. All right. So let's go with number 10. The year is 1989. That helped you. Back then. Oh, okay. Uh, That makes sense. All right. So these two entered 15 and 18, respectively, dominated for a little while. uh, And then, involving a collision with Bad News Brown, Hogan. Oh, I said one of the names almost. This is going to be hard. One of the people bumped the other and bad news brown out together oh is it mega powers and yes and then and then do any details that you have do you remember anything else no uh and then it was basically i don't think i was born then so macho accidentally got knocked out berated hogan and miss elizabeth was obviously trying to to mediate when you get angry uh early uh so this one is i believe 2014 one person involved here entered in, entered in what's called the diesel spot, which is That's where where you get to eliminate a whole bunch of people. Sorry, not where you Roman. enter, but what you oh, get it's to the do. Shield. Oh wow, you're good. Sure. Okay. Didn't he eliminate both of them? So what happened there? I don't know. He took. Yeah, both he eliminated them. twelve people, including Ambrose They're... and Rollins. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and t- that says to be fair, Ambrose tried to dump Reigns out first. Yeah, that's fair. Number eight in nineteen ninety six. All right, so you've got basically one person and his friend who he's sort of been on the rise uh, ended up taking the other person's signature move. No? No, I don't know. 1996? Um, the Blue Brothers. So who won the Rumble in 95? Michaels. He's involved in this. Rockers? No. Diesel? Yes. So this was like Diesel's ascension huh. sort of thing. Um, 2020. Just anything controversial mm-hmm. come to your mind here? 1990 what? 19, sorry, 2020. 2020? Yep. So someone comes in and... Was this when Brock tossed out Shelton? Wow, yes. Nice. So what? why would that be a betrayal? OVW. Yeah, and also, yeah, they're college friends, too, training and tag partners at some yeah. point, right? So, wow, good. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Very good. Number six, 2018. Anything come to mind? Reigns and Rollins. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I don't even have to do anything. They, Talk they about it. Powerbombed Miz out of the ring with onto the Miz Traj, and Rollins was wearing the gear with the flames on it. <laughs> That's funny. And then Reigns tossed him out. He was, it was after he lost the title to Miz on Raw 25. Yeah. The Intercontinental title, because they gave him that for some reason. 
So I don't think you'll get this one. Every shield member feuded with The Miz. I don't think you'll get this one off the top of your head if ha. you see what I did there. Women's Rumble 2018. Is that... Divas of Doom? Ring... What does that mean? Was that Beth and Natalia? Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? Sucker. Yes. So that is exactly what happened. Um... So it was, what does it say here? The future boat, which I hate, by the way. <laughs> uh, helped Beth Phoenix eliminate Nia Jax. Then they went for a hug, and then boom, that's where it happened. She threw out Beth Phoenix. How dare she? Okay. Um, <laughs> so this is a double one. So they've had issues with each other twice. Two betrayals. It, women's, 2018, 2022. It's not the same one, right? Nope. Was Bella Twins? Oh my God! What's yeah. wrong with you? Yes, it w- was women's the tag teams. I mean, got easy piece. So I think it was Nikki threw Brie out in the first one, and Brie yeah. got revenge in the right. second, which is a good I callback. Kn- I know, yeah, because Nikki turned on her in what, like 2014, I think. Yeah, and then I know Nick because Nikki was the runner-up in 2018. Of course she was. Why would she be? As you do. Uh, 2020. Rated RKO. <laughs> this is, I'm sitting here trying to figure out the clues, and I don't even have to bother. <laughs> yes, that is correct. That is rated RKO. Uh, and who eliminated whom to, for betrayal? I think Orton was teasing eliminating Edge, but then Edge took him out. Correct. That is exactly and it. defeated and had that long-ass match at Pandemic Mania. <laughs> Odd detail they included. The two shared a brief laugh about Edge having abs now. Why didn't you know that detail? What's wrong? You say you know wrestling. I don't think you do. Uh, 2000. Did Rikishi eliminate too huh? cool? <laughs> both of them. They're doing the dance thing and then he tossed them both out. <laughs> that is exactly it because there's even a picture with this one and they're dancing. Yeah. Yep. Um, they got down in MSG with a dance break, but it didn't last long when the big man tossed his friends out shortly afterward. Exactly. Number one. So okay. you obviously should get this, I guess, if you got like those weird ones. 2010. Mm-hmm. Think about it. A betrayal. The biggest betrayal. Not Beth Phoenix and Kali, right? No bigger. Okay. <laughs> Literally. So two people, right, that are very much friendly and DX. correct. So who was it? Michael's take out trips. Correct. He's trying to get a match with Taker, I think. Yes. That is exactly it. Because um, mm. he was... Seanathan. Right. So you... That was easy for me. I should do that more often. I just say like five words and you know the answer. <laughs> well done. You got almost all of them, I think, right? With most of them without any clues at all. Not surprising. Anyways, let's shift gears back into talking about some of the weekly wrestling action. What we liked, what we didn't like, and anything else we saw. And that's high spots and rest holds. All right, so you go first because we'll go in order. So Monday, mm-hmm. anything from Raw that um, caught your eye? The only thing was that I caught a bit of the Usos pro- promo thing with the Judgment Day, and it was kind of like the New Day promo that we like, like classic Usos, you know? That was They were like oh, running the down everyone they'd beaten. And like, nice. Even calling back, like the first team they beat to win the SmackDown titles was Dom and Ray. <laughs> oh, wow. So that works. Yeah, I did um, love that New Day one. So that, that was nice. It was, this was nice, too. 
But Good. it's kind of a wrestle too, because man, did Dom sound like crap? Oh yeah. Oh, like you can I find it. on YouTube too. Like uh, maybe I'll show you after Blake, and because they're running the whole angle, like oh he was in prison, and you know, I, I've so heard that. Yes. Like, but like just like he sounds like such crap, man. Like even still, it's just he sounds so like ugh. Why didn't he get Ballard to talk for them? That's like, too bad. You just, I just, I hated it whenever he talked. <laughs> it sounds and, like you did. And, and I mean, contrast that to the Usos, too, because they're so good. Like, yeah. Dom just is not good. Um, and the only other wrestle that I could think of was Seth didn't win the U.S. title number one contenders <laughs> match. So, yeah. Ob- objective wrestle. Obviously. Like, yeah. Bobby Lashley, psh. Whatever. Lame. Right. I mean, I don't, like, that's, meh. Gross. All right. So, NXT time, I guess, on yeah. Tuesday. Uh, was it a Super Tuesday? Don't think so. Okay. High spot was another strong opening max match. So it was uh, Axiom Apollo Cruz teamed up, taking on Trick and Carmelo. Pretty fun tag team match, honestly. Trick continues to improve, and they don't have to like expose him too much here, right? So I think like it was just the right amount of Trick, and he didn't mess anything up, and things look better than they used to. So that's good. And the other three are awesome, pretty much, right? So the action through it was pretty entertaining. Uh, the finish saw Axiom hit a kick to Williams out on the floor, so it kind of took both of them out. And then Cruz countered Hayes' uh, finishing leg drop and just basically, not a roll-up, but he just kind of sat down onto a pin. I saw. Right? I think so, I saw, yeah. I think it was 12 minutes. Um, so Hayes beat Cruz one-on-one. Now Cruz pinned Hayes in a tag match. So if I know WWE, <laughs> I'm thinking we're getting another Hayes-Cruz match, which I'm fine with. As long as Hayes keeps Barber winning. Barbershop brawl. As long, yeah, Hayes needs to, to use their own term, the momentum, because I want him in the championship hunt, right? So ha- the match will be good, so just let Hayes win again, what I would suggest. Um, what else? <laughs> a rest hold for me. Did you? I don't think you saw the stacks and Tony D'Angelo. They share a I moment. Did, I did not. So basically because kind of in a way, even though stacks was trying to be loyal, to D'Angelo last week, he did kind of cost him the match with um, Dijak, right? So anyways, they're walking I caught in. a bit of Dijak this week. Is, yeah. uh, you did see that. Yeah, that'll, that's coming up, I think. Um, so they're walking on this bridge, and the basic idea, because they're so on the nose, is Tony takes out two dimes eh? uh. and throws them into the river. So the uh. implication being this is where they murdered right? Uh. They tossed uh. him over the bridge. So Did they murder him in a factory? So basically, um, Stax thinks that this is what's going to happen to him because he kind of did cost him the match, right? So, but then um, instead he's getting promoted. So he gets like a new leather jacket with a family, whatever, seal crest logo on it. So just kind of silly, right? Like, I don't think either of these guys are doing a bad job in their roles. It's just... The roles are silly and stereotypical Italian mobster, and it's just like I and I still can't tell if this is a face turn or not. So it didn't get much reaction from me, like what they wanted it to. It because I kind of laugh at how dumb these are, and like because at the end of the day, he's still the dawn of a crime family with one person, and they never do anything other than wrestle. They didn't even like let Legato stay in there. So I don't, I don't get it. But anyways. Uh, high spot was a short Tiffany Stratton segment. Um, she's basically locked out of her own private dressing room, and then Indy opens the door uh, and tells Stratton she doesn't get her own dressing room. Indy like pulls the sign off the door and puts up, I think it was a women's locker room sign, 
And yeah, Stratton's just the spoiled, entitled brat. She does a really good job. And I think Indy's a good opponent because obviously Indy's not going to win, I don't think, and doesn't need wins. So yeah, I thought it was uh, interesting. Rest hold. Just in general, whoever is writing the lines for several of the people on this show, like Toxic Attraction came to the ring to speak. Oh, God. They sounded really bad again. And them, I think their delivery is, isn't very good either. But the words they're given make things worse, especially for Dolan, I find. She sounds ridiculous saying things like that normal people don't say. I was tempted to actually go back and write some of it out verbatim, but I didn't want to do that to myself, so I didn't. You just have to take my word for it. It's not I how will. human beings speak, mm-hmm. and it's frustrating. And they... So anyways, Lyra Valkyria interrupts them. And I thought she sounded better than they did. She had one good line. I can't remember what it was. I don't, something about I don't see a champion anywhere in that ring or something like that anyways. But she got beaten down and then Roxanne had to come make the save. And I'll also throw into this poor writing stuff, Stevie Turner in, because she's had another segment. It sounds like it's written by like an aging male, like, what do you think? Who, who has, do you think wrote it? <laughs> who who has no concept of what streamers are and go? I'm pretty sure this what this is like. They say stuff like algorithm, and then they can't resist doing like the glitchy. Anytime it's cyber like, and using Snapchat the word cyber, filter. right? So it's all like the yeah, oh, it's so annoying. Anyways, um, it just comes across as like hacky, and I feel bad for Stevie Turner. I think this this character is kind of a dead end, anyways. But especially when like out-of-touch people are writing her dialogue right. or her whatever she's her words it sounds like um a little bit of a high spot ivy nile i was like the creed's mom in this one so she her delivery <laughs> wasn't great either but she kind of came in and was like they're arguing over who gets to face ginger mahal next and nile's like didn't julius already face him right and so he wants revenge obviously but brutus is like no it's my turn and she's like you guys have been distracted into like single stuff and you're not the guys you once were who were dedicated to training all the time. Like, you're getting caught up in things, and you need to go back to being the creeds that just train their butts off and dominate the tag division, right? Um, and after she left, even Brutus is like, she has a point. Like, her delivery is not amazing, but I thought, like, what she was saying actually made sense. So that's nice that they can write for people. <laughs> yeah, evidence. Um, rest hold for me is Alba Fire again, like... She took, she lost to Saul Ruka here. Like, fire, they just don't know what to do with her, right? And it was Isla Dawn's up in the balcony distracting. And then you saw the Ruka's finisher? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Soul the Snatcher, hands. which is funny. That, what, that, that's sorry, a good what's name. it called? The Soul Snatcher. That's, that's funny. funny. Yeah, that's good. That, that's so good. It's like, what, a handstand cutter out of the corner? It's like, she, like, jumps off the middle rope in the corner. She's like, inverted somersault into yes. a cutter. So she like starts. It looks like she's gonna go into a handstand, but then she continues through, and so yeah, she's gonna like, push it. Uh, some it, weird. It looks kind of cool, but if that's your finisher, it makes the opponent look dumb because they have to like stagger towards the corner, right? It's even I think worse than the eclipse, because yeah, the eclipse looks cool and she hits it, but like your opponent looks dumb walking well, like, into yeah, it. Yeah, and I think you week. look less than like if you're just standing or whatever. Like, and sometimes there's a better setup for the eclipse. There, I feel it's like it's true, right? but a soul snatcher. I feel like there's no. No, you gotta Natural. walk towards the corner with your getting ready to take. Or you it. gotta like be hunched over, ready for it. Probably Ruka's best match, but like it's still obvious she's just like a ridiculously fit athlete who's learning to wrestle, right? And that's all all it is. Um, rest hold that you saw the Dijak promo. Anything you'd like to say about it? I don't get it. 
He's re- he's good in the ring, right? But this super generic like Terminator leather jackets and sunglasses makes me like him less. It's not. Is this supposed to be better than Retribution? Like I don't even know. I, I don't. I don't exactly know what they should do with him, but he's really talented in the ring, and this gimmick is just dead end as well for me. Um, high spot. Vic Joseph sat down with Waller. He was a lit Waller, that is, was a little bit more subdued than usual, and he was making some decent points about his last match with Breaker that, like, the ring crew had one job to fix the ring, and they cost him the match, basically, because he was allegedly going to hit some devastating move, but fell out of the ring. So I honestly think he could be a star. He's good enough in the ring, and he on the mic, he's that got yeah, that, like, mellow, gotta be mellow. obnoxious heel thing going for him, right? So... High spot, I actually thought the match between Gallus and Briggs and Jensen was like a solid physical kind of Haas tag match. Um, they didn't do stereo weapon offense, right? No. And Jason, uh, uh, Jason, Jensen got taken out by, um, he got back body dropped on the floor. Uh, and then Kiana James and Fallon Henley came down to like sort of argue over who should help him or whatever. So then Briggs is left to go it alone, right? Obviously Gallus is too much for that. So... They picked up the win with their... Enziguri power slam thing. Yeah, which is okay. I don't mind it. It's a combo move, at least. They tried. So they win after 11 minutes. Um, so I think where we're going, maybe, is that Briggs is going to get tired of Jensen's involvement with the ladies, right? And it's going to create some tension for them. Um, Henley already is. Because Henley and Jensen had a decent segment later on in the show where Jensen sort of stood up, for, uh, stood up to Henley, and she claimed that... Uh, she was like, oh, Kiana James is using you. And I was literally thinking the same thing. He goes, for what? Right? Like, what? The bar's situation's taken care of. So, anyways, um, decent stuff. Uh, rest mm-hmm. hold, the audio quality ruining a Chase U segment. So, <laughs> I don't think I've mentioned it in previous weeks. There's some, like, secret person recording other people. And then the footage is on, like, there's just somebody recording like private moments. Like, just or, like... No, then def- it's been different things okay. along the way. So anyway, someone's recording. They caught Hudson saying something to another Chase U person, and I tried three times, but they're going from... <laughs> so it's overheard audio on someone's phone being played through a TV on the TV and then coming through my TV. So I couldn't tell for the life it's of me through a lot of stuff. what they were saying. So I didn't love that. But anyways, it's this question of, is Hudson loyal? And I've been liking Chase U stuff lately, so I'd, I'd, but I didn't hear it. Uh, rest hold, Electra Lopez and um, Valentina Feroy's involvement, whatever's going on there, like the match. And then, so they had a match, not good, obviously. And then there was a segment afterwards, and I don't care about either of these two so i don't really know what they're doing who, it's like, who did ferrari's face i already forgot lopez he just said and then Wait, it was after today? The, or, i mean sorry this week yeah and then it was like afterwards it was like i don't even remember who won lopez i think but i thought ferrari's face someone else was it anyways that's how interesting it was um uh, i should know um, okay now i gotta figure it out there was an interview with braun breaker then he gets his turn and i thought it was good like he got He's just kind of doing the whole confident baby face. Like, I want the talking to stop. I'm going to get you in a cage and kill you sort of thing. So I thought he did a good job in a very, like, standard thing. But um, he's not amazing, but he's solid uh, promo. Uh, And then a high spot, Tyler Bate returns to action. He interrupted a singing Javier Bernal, um, hit, like, all of his signature offense and beat Bernal in four minutes. However, man, it was bad. The finish went for a Tyler Driver. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Bernal was sandbagging or didn't know what he was doing, but he had to go take two, and the take two was the weakest. No, pilot. it was Thea Hale and uh, Feroz. That's oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry. Now sorry. it makes sense. Hale picked up her first win, and then, uh, that's right, and yeah, then yeah. backstage... Lopez was to Freud's like, you need to do what I do and just worry about yourself, blah, blah, blah. Although I don't know who else she's worrying about, but anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the finish to this was like a bad Tyler driver after a take two on it already. So Bates still awesome, doesn't care. And he's, an, he's a really good baby face, right? Which we always say it's really hard to find. So, and starting him out with Bernal makes sense because he actually has a, the crowd doesn't really like Bernal. They enjoy booing him. And he's just a low mid-card guy um, at the moment. So I honestly think, and this is going to sound weird, that Javier Bernal will have a long WWE career. Because he seems Cause he to can be, just kinda do, whatever, do the right? comedy stuff. And he has a bit of charisma, and he doesn't seem to care what they give him. I get that vibe of, like, you can give him whatever, and he'll try. right? So they'll love that, and he can do comedy. So I think he's going to be around, like, I don't want to say, like, like our truth is, you know what I mean? Like right, just but like he'll have a decent spell. anything from silly to ridiculous. He's willing to do, and he'll do a, a mm-hmm. decent job of it. So I could see him being around. Uh, Wrestled was the main event. Like it's a slightly better than average tag match. It was um, Valkyria and Perez against Toxic Attraction. Um, Cora Jade interferes, and she and Valkyria fight their way to the back, and that leaves Perez alone. Um, but to further the tension with Toxic Attraction after the. Uh, Battle Royal last week. Jane accidentally kicks Dolan, and Dolan ends up taking. I think then Perez like chucks Jane out of the ring, hits Pop Rocks, and pins um Dolan for the win. Mm-hmm. As the, so we get more dissension, whatever. There was some decent action, but it was the main event and only seven minutes. And I it I don't know if I mentioned it was Toxic Attraction as well, which doesn't do really much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think Valkyria is really good, man. She. This sounds weird, but the way I don't she, remember her from UK. The way she was on a little bit, a couple of vignettes. I do re- I re- recognize her old name as something Valkyrie, but like yeah. I don't remember her. I like the way she moves around the room. She like or the ring. She moves like a I don't know. She looks like a fighter to me, and she her, her kicks and stuff are good. But anyways, um, anything on or no? Do I go next again? Yeah, That's I don't have anything else. Smackdown any really Smackdown? wasn't interesting. So impact then in general, I did watch Hard to Kill. Um, really liked. What did I really like? Was it Eddie Edwards and? Yeah, you mentioned that to me. And who was it? Gresham. Oh, Gresham. That was a good match. And the main event was Mickey James and Jordan Grace. That was really good too. Other stuff was was good. Nothing like uh, blew me away. The tag team four way was elimination was a little bit underwhelming, but it was there's nothing really bad. So um, it seemed to be a bit of a reset though. For impact because you know who took over as the authority right mm-hmm. so santina morella and in character there's some storylines i don't like where they're going and i'll get into what i don't like about impact right now because i did not enjoy um much of the outer ring on this show um oh, this is fun i was looking forward to this so the opening segment is a rest hold it was far too long are you ready because mm-hmm. i'm going to summarize what happened pay attention okay mickey james comes out to talk about her win at Hard to Kill, because she's the champion right. now. Good for her. Bully Ray interrupts, okay? Generally being menacing and threatening toward Mickey James, heavily implying that I'm going to bubble bomb you through a table like I used to, right? Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans come out, because Tasha Steeles wants another title shot, blah, blah, blah. Then Kaz and Jordan Grace come out to balance the numbers, because Steeles and Evans attacked Mickey James, obviously. 
So then Santina Morella comes out and he's like comedically confused about what to do, which is going to get really old really fast. And then Ernest the Cat Miller comes out. I saw he came out. I don't know why. And he advises him, obviously. I thought it was going to be like it was very Teddy Long, right? So um, it was kind of like he's doing that same thing. Well, obviously, it's a six man or six person tag match. Great. So why does it need to be mixed tag? Why can't it just, just be women's tag? And why is Bully Ray in there? So I looked, and the match that immediately follows this is twenty, almost twenty five minutes. It was twenty three and something. So twenty five minutes passed before we got wrestling, and that's never my favorite. And the match that came out of this was fine, but like it was just six random wrestlers thrown together, right, for a match. Um, Mickey James pinned Tasha Steeles for the win, and then Masha Slamovich, hooray! came out to try and save this she hands mickey james she does like the x'd out picture right and that's like your next sort of thing yeah. to officially confirm she's challenging even though I we know she's, she's ending the last rodeo that would be great because mash is awesome rest hold santino morella dude too much of him at least three or four times on this episode and like such a stark contrast to like a serious and i thought effective babyface authority figure because now it's full-on like He's right. mispronouncing people's names, right? Like, it's just too silly for yeah. me. It's not, it's, un- honestly, this sounds harsh, but this week it felt like it's cheapening the overall product. It feels small time with this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't seem legitimate when you have a comedic character running the right. show. It bugs me. Uh, high spot, I thought, have you heard of Ashley Damboys before? I saw she was on the Fallout show. So it was Perrazzo and her, and like I assumed it was going to be a squash, right? Since I don't know who this is, but it was a pretty competitive match. And yes, Perrazzo still won, if I remember correctly, but she looked good. I thought she really sold well. So kind of one to watch for me because I have no idea who she is or where she came from, which I like. I love that, right? So mm-hmm. rest hold. Um, Trey Miguel's backstage um, talking to Dan Boys and being just like, condescending basically right jerk yeah and then who's mike jackson do you know who he is old guy yes so that he ends up showing up to try and defend uh her honor which i don't really think she needed probably because she is like a professional fighter but anyways um and so now they have a match 73 year old mike jackson and trey miguel are gonna have an extra. I don't know why they keep bringing him back. They throw him in random stuff sometimes. I notice, and I don't know. I don't so get this it. is an. A- he does it- like the thing where he rope walks around the entire ring, and whoever takes it looks like an idiot. This is one of the storylines I'm not enjoying. Right willing now. to bet right now, Trey has to do that. Yeah, take the rope walk all around the ring. Probably, great. Um, high spot. I actually like the Taylor Wild. The what is she? The something witch. The people's Let's witch. Get wild. She took on Killer Kelly. I, I don't did know. It, Killer, did it get wild? Killer Kelly. No. Killer <laughs> Kelly is interesting to me, man. Good physical match, these two. Because Killer Kelly's thing is like, she smiles even though she's like selling, but she's smiling because she that's what she likes, sort of thing. And she won with her submission hold. And Taylor Wilde's new look and stuff don't do much for me, but she can. She's okay in the ring. She can have good matches, right? And she just don't enjoy mm-hmm. her generally. Uh, rest hold, Tommy Dreamer talks to some guy about bully ray for a really long time i don't know who, i don't know who this was I, I couldn't be bothered to go and look it up and like dreamer did a good job and sounded sincere but like are you slow burning a dreamer bully ray thing in 2023 i think so because no <laughs> no just no um 
And then I ended up, started out not really liking it. And then by the end, I liked Pit Fight. Pit Fight doesn't have the same ring to no, it, right? No, you kept doing that. And I'm just like, no, that, no. no. Uh, underwhelming at first, but the second half was pretty entertaining because it got more pro wrestling. It was a lot of like holds and counters and whatever. And I thought like not having ropes is really, really changes Bailey's offense, right? Because he does a lot of stuff off the ropes. It yeah. made him a little less dynamic and interesting to me. It's more like kicks. And I guess stuff. it was kind of more grounded though. Cause it's it was supposed arts, to be right? exactly. Guess, yeah. uh, so eventually Bailey snaps right, beats on Kenny King until the ref pulls him off. Um, Bailey rips out his mouth guard and tosses it, and then puts a chair on top of King's head and stomps it right. So I guess the idea being Bailey he wins, snapped. but yeah, Kenny King got him to snap, which is all he wanted to do anyway. So I've really liked that story, and if that's what they're gonna do, I have no problem with that. So I ended up liking the match, kind of a tale of two halves. It got a, it's a bit slow to start, but the the last half of it was pretty good. So uh, I think that's it for the high spots and wrestles. You said you do have some figuring it out for us? A little bit. All right, so let's. Uh, Jack's got a little bit of an update from the world of wrestling action figures. So let's do that now in a segment we call Figuring It Out with Jack. Um, so they showed new images for AW Unmatched Series 6, I think. Cool. And that's good because there's kind of some doubt in the with the line but that's just because they're doing like some company change thing like they got bought out the Jazzwares did oh yeah um so you got uh power and powerful finally that they have face painted figures even though they are no more i guess i mean they might santana's just been out i heard there's tension there right but santana was also injured true since blood and guts right true and so these figures are from the first blood and guts with the the, where they're in like the prison jumpsuits oh yeah the orange inner circle no the the black or like not prison jumpsuits or like something like that but like mm-hmm. the black jumpsuits and so like santan like i like the face paint um heads but they look really like the paint looks really flat to me like the beards like because you know how like the wwe ones have like that true effects technology where it right. like looks this looks like kind of like moving away from that which obviously i know how to do it, but like so he's got like that extended bad thing like you know where it kind of like extends out like i don't know what it is oh it's i know like, what you mean yeah, and then he's got like this one interchangeable hand where it's holding a fork. Like a retractable baton. Yes, that kind of That's thing. That's the words. And then he's got like the interchangeable hand holding a fork from that match. So oh, that's yeah. Cool. Makes sense. Um, so they both come with two different face painted heads, so that's kind of cool. Um, so those are cool. Yeah. Uh, and then there's um, Luminaries Collection Owen Hart. It's just another version of the ringside exclusive Owen Hart, which is in like the black tights with the white stars or whatever. This one's in red tights. It's got that same like stampede wrestling belt. It just doesn't have the cloth jacket anymore. Nice. And he's got the same heads. I think the same heads just without the headband. I don't know. It's not. It's weird because they can't do a WWE on own heart, right? So it's right. not super interesting. Not. And then like I think that's the chase variant is like that, but blue with gold stars. It's the same figure, just kind of repainted. Um, and then you have Ruby Soho from I think it was, what's the next one? What's the ninth month? Don't tell me. September. <laughs> Got it. Smart boy. September eighth, I think. Uh, twenty twenty one. It's just like a basic with like a bunch of tattoos, orange hair. She doesn't really come with anything other than one interchangeable hand, uh, in in a head. So like it looks solid. I think it's pretty good. Probably beats out any of her WWE figures, but uh, the heads are okay. It it doesn't fully look like her. It's it's odd. Um, then there's Malachi Black from the same Dynamite. Ironically, um. And he's got the one head with like that, you know, like the cool kind of yellow skull mask. 
Yep. And he's got like a rubber coat. Eh, of course. But at least it doesn't have sleeves. Right. So there's that. Um, and I think the best figure of the set is uh, Brody Lee in the red suit, which is really nice. He's got the TNT title with the red strap, uh, Mike, and he's got the papers, the rolled up one and the not rolled up one. Uh, it's from Dynamite, uh, July 22nd, 2020. Um, it's really nice. It's, I think the red suit's kind of cool, a cool look, and it's nice they still do Brody Lee. Or nice. on the package, it says Mr. Yeah. Mr. Brody Lee. And he's got the rare variant, like a blue suit, which doesn't have the belt. So that's all right. But that's kind of cool, too. And I told you they had the Supreme Lucha Bros and yep. then from the cage match, which is pretty cool, which that gear is really nice. So I'll, no I'll definitely go this, get those at some point. Um, and those are the ones like the that they've had the interchangeable pants. I don't know if they will, because especially for Penta, because he's got the top, right? So mm-hmm. you can't really have the interchangeable pants unless you're kind of careful about it, which with this gear, I really don't think you can. So it'll be kind of interesting what they do. I think they'll have like the, because you know how they kind of have like those varsity looking jackets? Yep. Um, they got those, I think. So that that's cool. And they have like a bunch of heads. I really like the gear from that too, because it was like kind of like the Mexico looking one. Yep. Like the colors are really nice on that. So I, I really like that. Um, need a Joker Penta though, eventually. For sure. Um, then another cool thing that they have coming out is like, because they have the three different ringside exclusive figures, which are JR, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. So you have commentary figures. Interesting. And they come with the chair. So they, they just put up for pre order the announcer accessory pack, which is like their announced table. Not the one now, because obviously it's updated, but like think the one they had before. Right. With the And it com- it's got that, which is Breakaway 3 Monitors. And then it's actually got like the fabric backdrop with all like the little EW logos. So that's kind of cool. So you it's like, like a whole that. setup to go with the figures. Yeah, I think that's, that's cool. cool. Other than that, it's AEW logos, but like, I think it's cool that they actually do that because, yeah. Very cool. That it? That's it. Nice. I think it's been a couple weeks since you did some figuring out. Yeah, they've been slacking. Right? So start producing them figures, people. Yeah. But anyways, I think that's going to bring us to the end of uh, episode 131. We're right in that sweet spot, 145. So the worst of will be coming out at some point. I uh, can't guarantee when, but it's still January, so that's good. Yep. Might bleed into February. Who knows? But anyways, we'll try and get that done. But we'll definitely be back next week for 132. We hope to see you all back. Bring a few friends with you. Tell somebody if you think the show's listenable. Pick up a few viewers. Actually, the best of and 130 did better than usual. So that's nice. A nice Very little uptick. Neat. So thank you, everybody. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you back here next Saturday. And until then, take care. <laughs>